All righty, Sam. Let's see if we can get that pipe down, potted down, whatever they call it there. And we'll see if we can get back into the meat of the program here. Thank Coach and Lynn and John and Kathy for being with us. Nice to meet those nice folks. Uh, and it's always nice for me to meet and talk to you nice folks, too. So let me just say, if any of you got comments, questions, whatever, let's take calls. And if you want to call in, I'll be more than happy to converse with you, find out if you got questions, see if we can answer them, all that kind of stuff. And that number is 512-248-8252. I'll repeat it one more time. I think one just came in there, Sam. 512-248-8252 in deference to the coach. Hike. So, uh, Sam, is there somebody lined up already? It seems like somebody, you, I got a message from you there. Oh, Sam. Well, let's talk to Andy. Hello, Mr. Andy in Minnesota. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing pretty good, Roger. How about yourself? I'm hanging in this evening. All right. Uh, I heard you mention you were talking about different ways of obtaining freedom. And one of the things that you talked about was geographically changing your location, Correct. which is what you did to going to Ecuador. And I was just well, wondering if you could expound on that a little bit more. Cause I'm well, you know, the, the it's a very interesting story, Andy. The reason that, you know, I'd been studying this stuff for 15 years, and I understood what was happening, but I, I, looking back, the reason I couldn't totally figure it out is because of one of their tactics that I've been able to understand now and recognize. And they take concepts and simply change the labels. So I can point three or four points out in the statutes where this very same concept of a U.S. national is called something different. Uh, right. In Title Eight, Title Eight, it's uh, it's hidden under the term outlying territories. Okay, it says a national is someone born in American Samoa, Swains Island, and the outlying or the outlying territories. Well, see, if they were being straight on on that, they'd say a non-citizen national is someone born in American Samoa or Swains Island. They put the outlying territories at the end, pulled off non-citizen on the front, and there they're hiding the national behind outlying territories. You can go over to Title 42 today, which is the Civil Rights Code of the United States Code, and in sections mm -hmm. 1983 and 1986... There are two statements. It's in both sections, and it says the privileges and immunities of the citizens of the United States are the same as those of the white citizens. Now, that that's right in the United States Code, okay? Right. Now, there are places over in the IRS Code. They call it a non-resident alien. So that's the problem I had, okay? Looking back, I can identify it, as I said. But... I was, uh, my wife had passed away in Atlanta, and I knew I needed one to move somewhere and get out of Atlanta. And I didn't know anywhere particular, so I just figured I'd park myself for a few years down at the family home with my mom. She lives by herself, big, big house there. And so it was in that period of time when what I called the little voice, because I don't know what else to call it, quite frankly. Yeah, yep. Um, but but this I, it wasn't an audible thing like you know coming out of the air but it was something I heard in my head okay and yep. a little voice came to me and it says you need to get out that's the only thing it said you need to get out and uh, so mm. uh, never having traveled internationally not speaking another language and all that stuff I kind of put it on the back burner and within a few days it came again 
And I learned at this stage of my life, if you hear that twice, you, you ought to start paying attention. Okay. So it was at that moment that, and then I still had the problem of where do I go? Well, I had a very dear friend from uh, my music industry career who owned farms in Argentina. had been trying to get me to come down there with him. And that night, or right around that time, I was watching a TV program. I don't know if it's still on or not. It used to be on PBS called Globe Trekker, where these young Brit kids go around the world to different countries. And that week, it was on Argentina, okay? And so I had asked him the same question when he was talking to me about it that people asked me when I was down there. Are you close to Buenos Aires? Well, no. I'm on the other side of the country 600 miles away, you know. Um, but that night, that program concentrated on that area. That was one of the areas they covered. And I said, well, I mean, I, I feel like maybe that's where I need to be. And so I had him on the phone the next morning. And then because I made the decision, I had to go get a passport for the first time in my life. I'd never had one before. And reluctantly, because we're all apprehensive about interfacing with the federal government, right? apprehensively I went to our little post office and I picked up a orange and a, and a purple that's 11 and a 82 I know now uh renewal and original forms and I came home and started reading it and I put my feet up on the desk and I'm I'm starting to read it and I'll be I'll be darned Andy I just about slipped said something else I'll be darned <laughs> it, if the answer I've been looking for for 15 years isn't at the top of the first page and that's that warning box in a passport application. This is warning, bold, uh, big capital letters. Just like in pharmaceuticals, they'd call it a warning, a black box warning label. You know, don't right. take this with whatever. But they, they don't they don't put the black box around it, but they got the warning there. And, of course, most of the people in the audience know it says you can attach documentation, comma, including affidavits. And the top of it said Secretary of State. I knew that he was the head guy. And there's that statement on the top of the first page. A totally opposite in the whole instructions and application from the oath. Absolutely as opposite as they could get, right? And uh, there it is right there. And when I saw the word affidavit, I knew I had them, okay? Uh, that's how all this, me moving out of the country gave us the answer to this, folks. Do you understand? Okay. Okay. So the process of applying for your passport brought the answer to you as to how the free, how our freedoms were actually stolen and what kind of fraudulent well, system we're operating under. I knew all of that because my teachers, yeah. John and Glenn, concentrated on the tax movement, okay? So I understood okay. that non-resident alien and all that stuff. I had understood it for years, but I never could get the master key because they changed the labels, okay? And that's what that did for me. I didn't have to wait to get the passport. All I had to do is sit down and read the application, all right? And so very somewhat reluctantly... I said, well, I've got an affidavit. I've been using it for years. I'll just put this in and apply for a passport. Now, that was the summer in 2007 when they changed the rule on traveling to Canada, Mexico, and the Caribbean. You used to could travel on those to those countries on a driver's license, and that was the summer they changed it and made you get a passport card. And so the Which summer was that office, again? It was 2007. Okay. Okay. 
and and the whole the passport office was jammed because they didn't make that rule change until a little bit into that year and people that had summer vacations planned now had to go get a passport so the office was jammed with applications it took a long time to get it back and i was sitting there patiently waiting i didn't uh, have anybody to call i'm sitting out there alone in a boat you know i've got the answer i've got these guys and boom one day that passport came in the mail and I, you know, I knew from then on, and all I've been doing since that point is trying to understand this better, and you guys are the beneficiaries of that. And I hope you folks that are listening to this understand that what you hear here is the synthesis, the condensation of over 100 years legal and historical research in three men's lives, okay? This isn't just something we pulled out of thin air, all right? There'd been a lot of sacrifice to get these answers and this understanding. Okay. So by applying for your passport, you, you filled in the way, you filled in that affidavit and that that's kind of the, uh, well, what is it? You're, you got it on your uh, list of paperwork, well, affidavit of citizenship evidence. You kind of did right. that same well, I had, and I used for the first number of years, the affidavit that we'd used with John and Glenn that we sent to the IRS, you know, and not understanding this secretary of state connection, which I'm surprised they didn't, but they were very focused on the tax issue. Okay. So they were doing what you're starting to hear about now, because it's gotten uh, uh, regenerated to some extent is called a revocation of election. Do you know what that is, Andy? No. John and Glenn built their whole their whole deal on this revocation of election. John found in the regulations, in IRS regulations, where it says if you've been filing under the wrong status, you can correct your status, and then you do this thing called a revocation of election, and you send in three back years, your last three years of tax returns, and they'll send you all that money back. Oh, and wow. the first few... Oh, oh, wow. Right. So the first few people that did that with John and Glenn got real big checks back. And then the IRS figured out what was happening. And when I sent mine in, I got three $500 frivolous filing penalties. <laughs> so, oh, which, so you can't do that anymore. Which, well, well, hold on, let me finish. Which eventually ended up at, thir- at a $35,000 ticket they took from me at my house closing. Okay. I mean, I never had a tax problem until I met John and Glenn. <laughs> right. But. But uh, lately, there was a, a law firm called Weiss Paris. I think the guy's name was Weiss, and he had moved out of the country to France. And he was helping people do revocation of election. He still got Weiss Paris has still got a web page up. Weiss has passed away, unfortunately. But they'll tell you about the revocation of election on there. And there was a gal that was a paralegal that worked for him that still does it. But she doesn't know about the national aspect of this. Okay, so anyway, one of my students, real sharp students on the show, IT guy, and without even telling me, he goes in and looks all that up and studies it, and he sends in three-year revocation of election, and they send him $60,000 back. Okay, now see, here's what, but here's the difference in then and now is we didn't know about the Secretary of State connection, and we do now. So when you sever it with the Secretary of State, now the IRS can't come back on you. Okay? Now, I don't teach that. I don't teach it on the show. It's come up because of John's efforts, and I know about it, of course. But... um, 
John uh, uh, has has uh, he's got a death in the family right now. He's not at home and dealing with all that. But one of these days, he's going to come on our program and go over everything he did on this revocation of election. We found two ways, Andy, to fight these guys back. This is one of them. If people want to do that, I I don't teach it. I want to teach people and get out of the system. If you want to go fight with those guys and see if you can get a pound of flesh back, God bless you. Okay, we may have a way to do that. All right. But the other thing that we can do is everybody start going into your supervisor of elections offices, taking your affidavit in there and going, look, I'm not a citizen of the United States anymore, so I can't be a voter. How do I register to vote and participate? And we start pressing the bottom on the election process from the grassroots up. There, the supervisor of elections isn't going to know, so she's going to forward you to whoever is the secretary of state in your state because they oversee the electoral process. And now we start putting some heat on these guys. Hey, we know you're a little scam here. What are you going to do about it? Yeah, Keith Ellis is really going to give me a time of day about that. Keith Ellis and what a crook. Oh, man. Well, you know, you're in one of the blue states, you know, sorry. Theoretically blue. Theoretically. I, I don't believe it's as blue as everyone says it is. Now, I think outside of Minneapolis-St. Paul is probably not, okay? But they're controlling uh, all this electoral stuff by controlling the urban areas. Yep, yep. And the machines. And the machines. How could I forget? Yeah. So, Andy, all right. geographically... Um, you know, I, I spent nine years in Argentina. I liked it. Um, I, I liked the culture very much. It's more European than Europe will ever be again. Uh, I liked the food. I loved the culture. And, uh, and and you felt like you were around other European folks, even though you didn't speak the same language. Now, it's not the same up here in Ecuador because their whole culture is built on an ancient Indian culture. Okay, And so, I mean, I could speak perfect Spanish here, and I'm never going to look like an Ecuadorian. You know, I could right. not speak Spanish at all in Argentina, and I blended right in. <laughs> well, there's a little few, few differences, but I've really liked both countries down here. I've okay. been down here almost 15 years now. I'm working on 15 years of being out of the country. Wow. Okay, but you're still a United States national. Yes, I am. And I'm waiting on my passport to get back right now. I've got a passport renewal in and should be getting it back any day, actually. And again, I just gotcha. sent them in a declaration and with the application, and uh, we'll get it back and roll on, you know. Okay. So, so Andy, that well, brings up another you. Oh, you question, another question if you've got time. Okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah. We Would it be a good idea, do you think, to do this affidavit of citizenship evidence correcting my status? And uh, get the proper passport at the same time because I've got a current passport right now, so I would um, well, that would need to be changed. Or should I do one thing first know, and then the passport? Let me give you some background here. Uh, what we do here is a I, I call it a process because even now right. after thirty years of doing this, I'm still learning and understanding things. Okay. So what happened here? Yeah, I used to that. I sent mine first in just with a passport. And most people do, and I don't think most people would have any problems. But this arised, arose, but last year I get a call from a guy out in the Californias in San Jose County, right around Silicon Valley, and he's a naturalized Brit. He came over in 2000, naturalized, got a passport, 
Uh, and he, they found out about us, you know, and so he contacts me. He said, look, I just sent in a passport application and I got, not only did the application get rejected, but they revoked my current passport at the same time. Well, I went, I went, well, you know, I just don't hear about stuff like that, you know? So now I'm real curious and I get him on the phone and, and, uh, I say, send me the letter that they sent you. And right there in the letter, it's quoted two sections out of 27 CFR. That's 27 Code of Federal Regulations. And they quote two sections. I forgot what the sections were. Okay. And so I called the guy back. I said, well, they got two sections quoted here. And he now he tells me the story. Okay. So he's driving out there and he gets pulled over for suspicion of drunk driving and he won't get out of the car. So the sheriffs break the car and pull him out of the car and take him to jail. Well, somehow he got out of jail and in getting out of the jail and his unfamiliarity with our system in getting out of the jail, he thought the charges were gone, but the charges weren't gone. So when he applied for the passport, there's two drunk driving charges. That's why they revoked his current passport because it's considered a flight risk. Okay. Now, so I started thinking about it. And Code of Federal Regulations are all for residents. So I said, reason, you know, here, Andy, come, let's reason together, right? Okay. So I go, well, if he'd have sent a naked affidavit in without a passport application and then waited about 20 days, then they wouldn't have been able to apply Code of Federal Regulations sections to him because he's not a resident. They kept his money, too, by the way. Okay. Of course. That's where this whole idea came from. I'm just giving you some background. Okay. Okay. So the deal is what we suggest people, I'm not saying you're a drunk driver, you got any of that skeletons in your closet, but some people might. Okay. And so we kind of took the process and what we suggest people do is send in just the affidavit with a cover letter to Mr. Blinken, Mr. Uh, Nord Stream pipeline blower upper, Mr. Blinken, yep. and wait about 20 days, and then you do your passport application. With you, since you've got an existing passport, is it a book or a card, Andy, or both? Uh, I've got just the book. All right. Well, now you do your renewal, and then you just order a card. You'll have to send your existing passport in. They'll send it right back to you, okay? But then you'll have the card, and your card will be uh, linked to the affidavit and should correctly give them your status. Now, i got guys that don't do anything but carry a passport card around for ID, drive on it, everything else. I don't know if you heard, though. We played it last week or week before last, Lisa got pulled over, her and her husband driving home around San Diego in a drunk driving trap. And if you haven't heard that story, it's it was short, but boy, it's profound. You know, the cop they take them off the road because they didn't wouldn't give them their registration or driver's license. The guy says, "Pull over here." He pulls over, and she says, "There's 300 cops over this little hill there in that valley. They got paddy wagons and everything else. It's a major sting operation." So the cop comes over to her car. They hand him the passport card. He goes away for about 15 minutes, and he comes back and he tells her. I've never seen this before, and we're, she didn't remember what he said, but my situ, my sense is he's talking about a designation called DND, which means do not detain, 
and he called, brought back her car, and he said, I've never seen this before, but you're free to go, and you ought to get a driver's license. Mm. Okay, so we've heard several stories like that. That's not isolated. But that's the kind of power this has, see? But it's hard for us to visualize that we can literally defeat the, the New World Order with one sentence on one piece of paper to one guy. It's just hard for us to fathom. Because, see, what this is really showing you is where the power is. The power is not with them. The power is with us. Right. Right. Okay. So, anyway, did that get your questions, Andy? Yeah. I'll, I'll let someone else ask some questions. I'm sure I'll call in again. Okay, well, come join us over if you're one. Unless you're one of the lucky guys that still got a job, you can join us during the week too. I'm on six days a week over on Eurofolk. Okay. Yep, yep. I was there uh, last week. I asked you some okay. questions last okay, week. Okay, so. great. Okay. Well, so, glad. Good to talk I, to you. I was again. on vacation this. Yeah, thanks. I was on vacation this week. That's why I could call in. All right, winter vacation. Okay. Well, good. Well, don't be a stranger, Andy. And I hope we got your question answered. All right. Thank you. Okay, buddy. Appreciate it. Thank you. Nice to talk to you. Bye-bye. Uh, Sam, somebody else in line? I think there is, right? One. Jay in Colorado. Hi, Jay. Good. Good evening. Roger J. Grant here in Colorado. I Hi, speak to you sometimes during right. the week on uh, uh, your radio show. Uh, you have I a lot think- of... Um, uh, no, I was just going to say, I think I remember. Go ahead. Yeah, well, you know I love you. Okay, man. So um, my honey and I are looking for a new vehicle. And, you know, as you sit down and talk about prices and stuff like this, I forgot the name of that certificate or uh, what is the name of that document from the manufacturer that it's I called, should be getting. It's called a Manufacturer's Statement of Origin. That's what I couldn't statement of origin. Now, now if you're, would the, okay, well, this is an interesting area, so go on and ask your question, Jay. No, sir. Um, I since I was stuttering, I forgot about. It. I said, I said, Hazel, hey, man, I tell you, there's this piece of paper, and I forgot what it was. What is this going to entitle me to? And uh, they should, the dealer themselves should know about it. Well, they didn't know and, about it, but you're going to have a hell of a time getting one from them. I'm going to tell you, okay. Okay. Um, they're instructed, first of all, most people don't buy cars cash. Okay. They finance them. And you can't be the owner two ways because you're financing it and it's got to be used as collateral for the loan. And because you're a citizen of the United States and you can't own anything because you're a piece of property, you can't mm. own another property. So there's two hurdles mm. there. All right. Um, We've been told, and I've heard about people that went into a car dealership and bought a new car cash and wanted the manufacturer's statement of origin, and the the dealership said, I can't give you that unless you're shipping it out of the country. Okay? Oh, now, boy. Years, years ago, uh, back in the 80s, I had a friend who was in Germany, and I was able to buy a BMW uh, and save the taxes getting it brought back into the country because of his position. And when I went to pick that car up at Jacksonville, I got the manufacturer's statement of origin, but he had shipped it out of the country. Okay. But you, okay. you, you'll, have a, you'll have a difficult time finding it. Here's something else you might consider rather than go buying a new car. Go find you. There are a lot of people in financial problems. You know, the 
I forget yes. how many I heard cars are being repossessed every day, but it's yes. like a staggering yes. amount. The, what they did yes. with the auto loans the last couple of years is exactly mm-hmm. what they did with the home loans back in the early yes. part of the century. Okay, So yes. you've got a lot of those people defaulting now. So find you a good used car, pay for it cash, and then just get a bill of sale. Okay. Okay. So you might not have the manufacturer's statement of origin, but you got a bill of sale and it's a private vehicle. So my hope is to not have to pay registration fees annually. Well, if you do that, if you do that and you want to drive on a passport card and get custom tags and put them on there, you can do that if you buy it cash from an individual and have a bill of sale. Because one of our students, Mike from Birmingham, has done that Mm. and drives off and has gotten pulled over uh, several times there in Birmingham, and they just say, well, go on about your way, and he's got private P-R-I-V-A-T-E on his tags on the back. Okay. I, I believe I recollect that from one, one of your shows, too, about that particular nuance there. Yeah, uh, and Mike's on there yeah. all the time. If you, you can query him on the show, he'll tell you and everybody else about it. Mike from Birmingham, okay. Correct. Uh, I, 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 I will, sir. And also, you know, here in Colorado Springs, uh, I don't know where the economic... I came from California four years ago. I don't see where yeah, the you- economic... Jay, you're Give a medical me. guy. You got a med- You're a nurse, aren't you? <laughs> I'm tired and retired. Yes, sir. And my my Hazel is a nurse. Yes, sir. She's active right now. And my God, I don't ever want to go into a hospital. Um, oh, I can believe I, I try- that. Yes, sir. She works on a stroke unit, Roger, and right. she gets uh, you know the the COVID people. And I know this is not part of your show, so that's cool. Um, but I don't. I and and so I. There's no. There's no economic activity here. The people are poor. They bought, they bought uh, cars exactly as you said, as the loans uh, were in the past. And what these dealers are doing now, uh, there's. Uh, she was looking at a Hyundai Santa Fe. Okay, you know, thirty-five thousand plus they put seventy-five hundred on it, and I walk away and I said, "Why in the hell are you doing that?" And they go, "Well, because because you know, uh, 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 I think because you think you can, huh, punk." You know, and I'm just, and then yesterday was at a Toyota dealer too, and uh, one place is going to just put five thousand on the top, just cause, just cause they can, right? And I said, well, you know, and and so yeah, I knew I've never had a new car, um, and we're looking for something because people when they drive here, they they stay in the uh, the lines for like to get a hand in a couple of springs coming winter or fall, and they keep their cars running all the time. So my babe, my honey says, you know what these <laughs> these people are wearing out these cars faster than they think, and I go, I think you're right. That's why we were considering a new car. Well, um, you might want to so just I, check the market. I mean, find you know the yeah. classic oh, yeah. uh, car with the little old lady from Pasadena that never did all I that know. stuff and kept it yep. in the garage and did all the maintenance yep. schedules and all yep. that. And you might yep. come out a lot further ahead. You know, I heard the other day. Ford is floating a trial balloon to cut out dealerships and go direct to the customer. There's just an article. Oh, really? There's just an article in today's Sunday paper here about uh, there's big conglomerates. I think Baxter was what one dealer said yesterday. Baxter Company has bought another big empire here for the cars. And Hazel and I were talking about that. But I didn't know Ford was considering that. That's probably okay for them to do that. But to hell with them. These costs, well, I'd like to get a pickup 
truck. You know, I still I still work on things. I'd like to get a pick me up truck, but not at fifty thousand dollars. <laughs> no way. Boy, don't get one of those EVs. You know, they can't Ford came oh, out no. on their one fifty, and they said, listen. When you're driving in the winter, don't turn your heat on. Just use the seat heater and the steering wheel heater. <laughs> Hazel has a friend at her job, and, and and then I'll close with this. And um, she had to have a Tesla. Bought a Tesla, and Hazel uh-huh. had told her, "Look, we've been looking for a car for a month, and um, we see these Teslas all over these parking lots that I'll people bet. are turning them in. And now the poor thing is doing extra extra time. She thinks to pay for the vehicle." You know, so I mean, none of this is worth it. One of the dealers says, you know, they got to have 300, um, 300 mines nowadays to make enough batteries with the lithium to provide this EV thing. Well, listen, it's ridiculous. The, the, the the catastrophic environmental consequences of electric battery cars is, is unbelievable. Yeah, you notice you didn't you didn't you didn't see a whole bunch of the environmentalists over there in Palestine, Ohio, did you? Oh no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What a cover up. What a cover up, Roger over there. I mean, there. well these people uh, they just continue to expose themselves. They you you know, the old saying yeah, I've had yeah. for many years of my life, you give a monkey enough rope, he'll hang himself every time. <laughs> these monkeys hang themselves every time because they gotta continue to lie to cover up the lies and the fraud. And they get caught. And, and they just say, Oh, well never mind. Oh, never mind. No, no, no let's no. not look here. Let's look, look at that balloon up there, Jay look floating like, over yeah, Colorado. Yeah. Look, a puppy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I just want to tell your listeners also, too, since this is the national hour of speaking on your show on Sunday, is that um, I renewed my passport. Uh, It came in record time. I I, I paid for expeditious service. I have a passport card also. Um, um, All I have yet to do is uh, we got a new sheriff here in town, and I had sent that before he was... uh, inaugurated on in january so i'm gonna i'm gonna go over there and find out where yeah. he is hope to talk yeah. to him give him my paperwork and then yeah. the public health official yeah hand deliver it if you're close Jordan. yeah Look, i just i yeah. could have mailed this but i'd rather come in and tell you about it and tell them what it is yeah. you know part of I, our job sure. here is to educate these people they don't know yes, either sir. yes sir and thank you sir for the stimulus for us and I okay, and I great, I'm Jay. getting closer to God because of this. Thank you, sir. Well, there's no doubt that that's part of the plan here, and with the right people, it certainly takes you right back to that source, buddy. So, Jay, nice and, to talk and, with you. And uh, you guys go out and find you a good quality used car, get a bill of sale. I think you'll be all right. Okay. All right. There's Jay, and we got a spot break, and we're going to talk more to y'all on the. You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network. Real news, real talk, real people. Because you can handle the truth. My name is John. I'm the founder of Blackout Coffee. And I started uh, Blackout because I really love coffee. I've always loved coffee. And after traveling so much to Europe, South America, and trying so many different coffees that were so good, and uh, every time I came back uh, to the U.S., I was so disappointed with the coffee, so I figured that I had to do something about it. The biggest difference is really is on the beans and the roasting process, how we roast it, and how fresh it is. The fresher the roast, the better the quality. Here I have like all, all of the coffee. It's roasted within one to two days prior to being shipped. 
So it literally gets to consumers' house within three to five days after being roasted. If you like coffee, you have to try ours. It's fresh roasted. It's one of the best beans that we can get, and you will definitely see the difference. Visit blackoutcoffee.com and use the coupon code REPUB10. That's REPUB10. Tune in Saturday mornings, 8 to 10 Central, to the Alternative Media with your host, Farron. If you've not been listening, this is some of what you've been missing. 2,000 mules, like you like you like to say occasionally, Farron, in your face. They, they, they might have a, a set of lactating mammaries available that could provide milk for their adopted children. Complicit news media all pulling off this gigantic fraud. Rhino, neocon, cucks. There's this wonderful thing called Vote With Your Feet. Move to California. I am a conspiracy factualist, and everyone else is a reality theorist. Hundreds, if not thousands, of ships came out of nowhere. Give me liberty or let's give you death. Any excuse to go in and kill yourself for this, this, this fraud of a government. This goes back a hundred years. When they come for your gold, give them a lead. And when they come for your guns, give them the bullets first. And God help us all. Hey there, are you going to wait till the cows come home to get your new Ease-Off drop-and-lift? What in the world is an Ease-Off drop-and-lift? Our Ease-Off is a new tool to increase production for your meat processing company that will get that whole hog or half a beef on or off your rail with our remote control. That sounds great, but can I afford it? Sure, and the Ease-Off installs fast. The effortless operation will reduce fatigue, speed up your line, and increase profits. Okay, I'm convinced. Where can I get my Ease-Off? Go to easeoff.com. That's E-A-Z-E-O-F-F.com. And hurry, because we're offering free shipping for a limited time. Easeoff.com. We make pigs fly. Cows, too. Ease off, LLC, 417-932-6419. Back to the meat of the program here. I think. Here we go. We're going to get into it right now here on the backside of the commercial break. You know, I heard the uh, Ease Off commercial there with uh, with Chris and, and his brother Tom. And uh, it seems to me as we keep going forward on this track we're on that what they're trying to do is basically do the same thing they did to the Ukrainians back after the Russian Revolution and starve the, the country to death. And... I think that people are going to find themselves getting away from the cities and conglomerating and being involved in things like more co-ops and more local growing areas and knowing your neighbors and having uh, uh, type vegetable uh, sales and stuff in town. And uh, that little thing, that little ease-off ease off contraption for pigs and cows may come in real handy for people as we go forward here in some of those situations where you can process some of those animals because you don't want them coming out of the government processing stuff like Amos Miller and the Amish debacle up there in uh, up there in Pennsylvania right now. So anyway, just planting a thought. Uh, Sam, we got anybody on the line there? Yeah. 
Dave in Delaware. Is this Dave in Delaware that's called in a couple of weeks in a row about Mr. Griswold? Yeah. Uh, I We did not have a big listenership last week because of the football. <laughs> no. So that's, that's not this week. So I thought I would repeat people, the part you, about... Dave, the, do you really think that people were watching the Super Bowl rather than listening to this program? <laughs> Unfortunately, some people do. Anyway... The bad news is that Howard Griswold passed away peacefully on February 1st of this year. And anyone who would like to send a condolence note or any questions about the passing of Howard, a great researcher, the widow, Donna Griswold, has asked people to send their uh, mail to the street address, 156 Two zero, Pepper Box Road, Del Mar, D E L M A R, Delaware, or D E L period, and the zip code, the postal zip code for Del Mar, Delaware is one nine nine four zero. Well, Howard touched a lot of lives many years ago with his research and his dedication and his perseverance. There's no question about that. And the second part of this uh, call is that anyone who wants to contact me, I'm Dave on Delaware State, not the state of, but the actual Delaware State, and you can locate me at the website avoidincometax.com or just plain avoid income tax. It's one line, one word with no spaces. And just send your note to that address that's printed there on the website, and I will reply to you. And the last item tonight is the definition of drive has nothing to do with turning a steering wheel. The word drive is a half a word. The full phrase is drive in commerce. The presumption is you need a privilege because you're charging money, they presume, on the public's ways. And you cannot do that without permission, so they give you permission called a driver's license. And the proof is, get on any commercial bus, trailways, or wherever, and you'll see a notice on the front above the dashboard that says your driver is. And whoever happens to be driving that day on his shift drops the nameplate of him, the driver, into that slot for passengers to know who their driver is that day. But yeah. the point is, if you're motoring, to the, the word to motor means to move for hire. So the state naturally, to raise money, they presume everyone is in commerce, charging money, motoring vehicles or people for hire. But if you're just going to church or motoring passengers or goods for hire, you don't need a privilege. You don't need a license because you're not driving. You know, you're Dave, traveling before, by right instead of driving by a privilege. Before we even had automobiles, before Henry Ford brought us that wonderful technology, if you had a horse and buggy and you were hauling people or goods, you had to have a license back then, too. Well, Ralph Winterowd, your predecessor, found... 
that the dealers are all being euchred into being conspirators with these lying, thieving cheats called BAR, British Accreditation Registry, BAR lawyers, and they extort the dealers by saying, uh, well, you can prove it. Just ask for, from the DMV, ask for a package of the uh, application papers. Tell them you want to sell new cars or new trucks, and you want all the paperwork and for you to be apply for a license from the state. And in that bunch of papers that they will send you, and you tell them it's uh, uh, supposedly you're going to turn them over to your lawyer for his uh, approval before you sign away your life. But anyway, in that bunch of papers you will get is a affidavit of attorney in fact. And in that attorney in fact, they make the applicant agree to turn over the manufacturer's statement of origin that the right. earlier caller asked about. Right. They have they to turn that over to, to the De- Department of Motoring for profit or higher motoring. And if they don't sign that affidavit of attorney, in fact, you. they do not get issued a license. You, you can't That's your proof cars. of, because they admit right in there that they're extorting every applicant. If they don't sign over and agree to do that, unless, like you say, if it's being shipped out of state, of course, you can always lie and say you're being shipped out of state anyway, and then you well, don't have to. It wasn't just out of state. These people said out of the country. Now, I've heard of people buying in one state and, and taking it to another and using that excuse, okay? Uh, well, years ago, I was in a seminar with an attorney, Dave, you'll like this, and uh He'd go up to court and judge would say something about motor vehicle. He'd say, I can't, that's not a motor vehicle. I don't have a cord that long. Yeah, motor has nothing to do with the, whether it's an engine driven or a long extension cord. A motor is an electric motor. That's correct. An internal combustion engine is a <laughs> completely different animal. Yeah, the horse of a different color. Okay, Dave, right. well, thanks for calling in, giving us the information away from the Super Bowl. I've never had to compete with the Super Bowl before. That was a first for me, too. Uh, and I think we got another couple of callers getting towards the end of the show, so thanks for calling in, okay? Thanks for having your show. Okay, man. Well, I enjoy it. I love doing this. So, anyway, helping free my people, you know. Uh, so, thank you very much, Dave. Sam, who we got next up there? I heard a couple calls come in. Farron, did you say? Well, I'll find out here. What, what was the North Carolina person? Was it Farron? Did I hear the Baron? Baron in North Carolina. Have we got you on the air and got your name right here? Uh, yeah, it's Barrett. How you doing? Oh, Barrett, like the fifty caliber. You got it, brother. All right, well, that's a pretty good name to walk around with. <laughs> yeah, I haven't called in in a while. How you doing? What part of North Carolina, Barrett? I'm out in the mountains. Oh, are you up around Asheville? Yeah, I'm just about 20 miles south of Asheville as a bird flies. Mighty lovely part of the country up there. Yeah, it is. It's getting weird, though. Yeah, well, every place is. Yeah, you were talking about the MSO. Now, if you'll check your state statutes, that MSO goes to the purchaser. It's in the statutes. Okay. 
And oh, if I, you, I, I, you look at as you go to a dealership and buy a new car, most people don't pay cash, especially with the prices these days. Right. And so you're automatically under a financing agreement where the car is used as collateral. If you don't pay the payment, they're going to come lift it from you. Okay. And right. that dealer is, uh, they say, you want us to take care of the tax and title, right? Yeah, sure do. They're the ones that take the manufacturer's statement of origin to the, uh, whatever the vehicle agency is in your state. And then they give you a certificate of title. Right. Well, here's how, how it used how, how I know it used to work. It used to be that when you went down and financed it, the bank got the MSO. Right. But it's in the statutes that the purchaser receives the SO, uh, MSO on that. Well, somebody might want to try and hold their feet to the fire if you want to go do the courtroom boogie. And if you if you want to export it out of the United States, that's no problem. You can export it from the United States Miter to the United States Major. Okay. You talking, about DC, you're talking about D.C. And, and the state versus the states, minor and major? Yes. Yep. Yep. Within and without, that's called, too. They refer to it as within and without. Right. Yeah, I was reading a support, Supreme Court case. I can't remember where, what case it was, but it was United States major and United States minor. Yep. So, uh. That they they came up with the first time I've seen that phrase, and the only time I've seen it in a court uh, in a ruling was in the slaughterhouse cases, and it just I'm, was so unusual the first time when I was studying this years ago that within and without it's an interesting phrase, and then you can go today to twenty seven USC, uh, which I think you no know, twenty eight USC not twenty seven twenty seven is BATF, twenty eight is Treasury. And if you go to 28, I believe the section is 1746, and they got two jurats in there. Do you know about the jurats and the code there, Barrett? Oh, yes, I do. Okay, well, for the audience, it might not. A jurat is a penalty of perjury. And right there in the United States Code, they've got one from within the United States and one without the United States. And they both say the same thing except the one without the United States says the United States of America, and the one within the United States says just the United States. There it is right there in the code. In a penalty of perjury format on top of that. Yep. Oh, got some sneaky, we got some sneaky little devils running the show and pulling the strings here, folks. Yeah, you need to go into Title uh, Title 36 and look up the, uh, the establishment of the Bar Association. Well, there's only about 15% of the lawyers in the country that are in the bar. Not Most of them aren't. Because I do a show every week with one that isn't, and that has never been. So They're in their state bars. Well, all I know is Brent told me about 15% of the lawyers in the country are in the bar. So that's a statement coming from an attorney. Okay. Hmm. In North Carolina, you need to be a member of the bar to practice law. Okay. I don't think it's that way in every state. I know it's not, Mm. as a matter of fact. It's just a union. All it is is a union of lawyers. That's all it is, yeah. The state doesn't issue a uh, bar license anyway. So, best thing to do is not to have to have anything to do with those folks. Oh, yeah. Why would I want to associate with a criminal? 
Well, you know, uh, I, I heard an interesting, what's the difference, Barrett, between a, a rooster and an attorney? No, I haven't heard that one yet. Oh, you're going to like it. The rooster clucks defiance. <laughs> so you can switch that around, figure it out. I'm not going to give you the punchline. <laughs> okay. But I heard another comment. The guy said, what can you say about a man that will argue either side of an issue for money? I don't know. Well, uh, you could probably put a couple of labels on them. What else you got, Barrett? That's it for now. Okay, man. Well, thanks for checking in. Enjoy the mountains of North Carolina. We'll talk to you again soon, okay? Okay, be thank safe. you. Be safe up there. Keep that Barrett by the door ready, all right? Barrett. Oh, it's here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, man. Thanks for checking in, all right? All right. Uh, Sam, who's next? Abram. Boy, I know this character. Hey, Abram. Hello. How you doing? Another day in paradise up in the north. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there you go. Yep. Uh, I guess so, I just had a comment, Roger, and uh, uh, just in general to people, uh, you know, and, and to you. Um, you know, this process will change you. Um, it, it, it will bring you closer to God. It will change something about you internally. Uh, you know, I've done it this. Does. It, now, Abram, let's look for the audience because they don't talk, listen to our show most of the time. I don't think. Abram, how long you been around? About a year now. No, I uh, found out about this in, I believe, May or so, and uh, mm-hmm. made the change in uh, June. Okay. So yeah, well, maybe Abram, closer year. Yeah, yeah. Well, Abram is one of those people, and I can tell mostly when this information hits the right person, magical things happen. It doesn't happen with right. everybody, Abram, but with the right person, magical things happen. I know that because I was one of them. And I know that that you're one of them, too, because I've seen how you've reacted to this and what you've put into it and the confidence that it's given you since you first started yes. coming on the air and asking questions. And see, I can see the growth, and I call that re-empowerment. You're being re-empowered with the powers that God meant for you to have at birth that Esau Edom stole from us with this damn trick of theirs. That's exactly it. We found the trick, Esau Edom, and you're screwed, boys and girls. You're screwed. Uh, You know, my comment to to anyone who's listening, um, you know, you don't have to take this any further than you you want to, okay? Once you have this affidavit in to the Secretary of State, to the Lord of the Manor, you are free. And, And if you don't take it any farther, then that's fine. When things hit the fan, you will be glad that you have this paper in. You know, when it really, like, to the folks who have been listening to this, this channel for years, you know, things have been getting worse and worse and worse, and you hear, you see this progression in the world as you hear, you know, these, uh, almost, I would say, folk tales of what's to come. Well, it's here now, and it, you know, it really hasn't hit the fan, so, you know, there's no better insurance plan, or, or I guess, let's not call it an insurance plan, it's like, make sure that your allegiance is with the right people. Right. You know, when, sure, when you have right. God on your side, you have a majority. Make sure your residence is in heaven, is that what you're telling them? Exactly, and and you'll feel it, and, and you will, it will change you. Yeah, yeah, exactly, I mean, it's, it's, it's funny to laugh at, but it's, it's a fact, 
and uh, you know, I, I I would encourage everyone to, uh, you know, um, when you're on God, in God's army, you know it, and He knows it, and it's, the people you're sending your information in to the, the straight to the top of the chain in in the federal government, and they know they it. They can't do a thing about it. Nothing except take off Nothing. the mask, and that dooms them, and they know it. So, okay. you know, the time is, is time is running short. Who knows? You know, they're messing up the mail system. There are all kinds of uh, manipulations and funny business with, uh, with the system that they're trying to actively bring down. So, uh, so Abram, what do you think is going to happen? Because this is going to happen, all right? I mean, I can read the tea leaves, too, okay? What do you think is sure. going to happen when we get to one of these really big platforms and this gets exposed to 40, 50, 60 plus million people. Uh, all the folks that are on the call that wish they could have called in before will have, you know, at some point it'll be tough to get a hold of you. You know, it, it'll be tough to, uh, I guess my, my, my advice to them would be don't worry about the little nitpicking details about your, your affidavit. Make sure that you go to uh, the matrix.com and just follow the simple instructions. It's not about the form, you know. It, it's about the content. It's about Correct. your message to the Secretary of, the, of State. You know, uh, if, you, if you don't want to get it notarized, have two friends that have known you for more than two years or two acquaintances sign for you, and and get the paperwork in, and uh, and uh, you know, and then you're done. Like like once you're out, you're out. You haven't you know so weaponized it as as we like to say, but. Uh, uh, but learn uh, the information. Your freedom's in learning and having command of the information. You don't have to learn it as well as I do. You may want to, and that, that's great, okay? But have command of it because that's the magic where everything emanates. Your ability to defend your position, your, re, your re-empowerment, like you're hearing in Abram right here, less than a year, okay? Your ability to go out and tell other people and explain it. Your ability, and all of us, if we've got that knowledge, when this thing falls... At least the knowledge is disseminated where we got accurate building blocks to rebuild on. And we can yes. close these loopholes that these little snide little Satanist bastards have taken such uh, such liberal advantage of. Exactly. And, and once, you've, once you've made this change, you know, there's no going back. You, you have a, a spiritual foundation to build on. You, it's, you'll be a changed person. I mean, I can't, I, I, I guess... I, I, you know, when you're telling people about this, Abram, and you go, look, this information changes people's lives, and they go, oh, yeah, sure, yes. You know, this information changes the right person's lives. Yes, okay? it changes your soul. Should you, it, should you, yep. it does, it, it, it brings your soul out that's been buried in slavery, okay? And even if you don't want to follow through and send in the paperwork, at least you understand what's going on in the world, and you've regained your sanity. Yes, yes, that, that's a fact. Uh and before you send the paperwork, the change will happen within you before you send it. Because it's when you're doing it, you've already made the decision. You said, you know, your God is where my allegiance lies. With God. You know, it, yep. at that point, it's over. You know, you, you've you already... You've, have you heard about this reunion in Kentucky that's going on? Have you heard any, I have any not. blurbs? There's some a Christian college down there, and they've got a, a, a service every week. And a 
after a service a couple of weeks ago, a couple of students continued to stay around and sing, and that thing has never stopped. They got people driving hundreds of miles to go to it. Well, they felt the calling. Okay, so that's the time frame we're in, folks. And uh, if you're if you don't have some sort of a connection with your creator, you ought to think about getting one somehow. All right. And if you want to know what these people have got planned, go over to BitChute or Rumble. I'm sure it's on Rumble, too. And go look at the documentary Europa, E-U-R-O-P-A. I know many in the audience have seen that. But I went back the other day. I was sending it to somebody, a friend of mine down here that wasn't familiar with it. And so I said, well, I'll start watching it. You know, again, I watched seven episodes a while back. And the whole first episode is on Bolshevik Russia and mostly on what they did to the Ukraine. If you want to see what these bastards have got planned, you just go watch the first hour of that if you can stomach it. Okay? Yep. And I emphasize and, and, if you can stomach it. And no one's coming to save us. Okay? No. You know, that, that's, that's the thing. You, you need this spiritual foundation. That, that This change will happen like this indignation of what's been done to you because you know righteous, you, you, how, about you, this? how about this phrase righteous indignation that's exactly him okay so abram well, i'm tickled to death you're with us all the time over there during the regular show and you're always asking all these off in the weeds questions and that's good that's okay of course yeah <laughs> once just, once it hits you the, it doesn't you know, let go everybody's got individual situations and complications, and I, I can't answer all those questions. I can sometimes. We can skull out what the answer is at some points because we understand the system, how it works, and how it's structured. Yep. But uh, but I really appreciate no. you on the program and the, what you bring to the table over there on a regular basis, Abel. Well, thank you so much. I owe it all to you. I mean, I really, truly appreciate it. Like, uh, you know, it, it, the way I see it is um, we all have our strengths, and, and sometimes – other people will say things that will knock something loose in, in, in your thinking and it'll take things to the next step. And, yep. uh, you know, uh, everyone has their part to play. So, you know, to yep. the extent that I can contribute, I'm, um, well, I'm here to, you know, you have my sword and my shield. Well, you've been a mighty contributor to this point and I expect more out of you. So I'm going to whip you to get more out of you. April. No problem. Thank you, sir. <laughs> Thank you. There's April. plenty more. Yeah, of course. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for being such a good student. You're you're a, a great example for folks, and I really appreciate you. Okay. Uh, and there's our whistler, which means that we're about over. You're gonna be my last call of the evening here on this Sunday night, the 19th of February. So thanks, Abram. I'll see you around the shop over there. And uh, everybody else, you're welcome to join us. We're on six days a week over at EurofolkRadio.com. Or you can go to TheMatrixDocsDocs.com and find out everything. I think we're done. Thank you, Sam. See you next week. Your medicine will be the medicine of frequencies. What did he know? Imagine you hear ocean waves caressing a beach, or a favorite song from the past, or the trickle of the babbling brook. All of these are sound frequencies that positively affect us. Terahertz is a soothing, healing frequency that has been proven to resonate at the same frequency as healthy cells. It penetrates the body and stimulates new healthy cell growth. Want to diminish muscle aches, joint pains, and experience a greater sense of well-being? Tired of spending money on short-term remedies that never seem to work? 
Soothing, healing, relaxing terahertz frequency is now available and as handy as flipping a switch. Terahertz technology is changing the course of what we were taught about how to maintain our health and well-being. To read more about this amazing breakthrough and to order your terahertz frequency want, go to naturalearthmedicine.com. That's naturalearthmedicine.com. You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network because you can handle the truth. Truth, truth.